1: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am Paris. Hey,
4: everyone. We are back with another episode with my sis, Wow. Tiffany Haddish. I said, my yeah. sister. I love you. Love you. I had so much fun last time. I know, me too. So I'm excited. For I decided to wear the same outfit. Me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> we recycle. Well, it was such a good vibe last time. I just felt like we had to wear them again. Yes.
3: And for the next one, we should wear them again. <laughs> We should. We are. We just going to keep rocking the same outfits because that's what we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So again, we will not be talking about any of the incredible projects that my sis is doing because of the strike. So you guys better end this so that we can talk about these things.
3: Well, look, I am working on projects, but not movie stuff, not TV stuff, but I got some projects.
4: Oh, perfect! Yeah, I got some projects. So let's go into it. Yeah, because I know get into you're doing it. a lot. I know we're recording a song after this today. Yes,
3: so. yes, we got music projects, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really excited about, uh, and I can't wait to see people dancing to it in the club. Oh and, yeah, and bumping on the beach and making TikTok videos. And uh, someone was asking, why, "Why music, Tiffany? Why are you going into music?" Um, because music has always been a part of my life, and I always, I just feel like. Music is a universal language. It's universal no matter what language the song is in. You can either get with it or you can't get with it. Like you feel it or you don't feel it. And I want to like bring joy. I want people to be happy because it's so much sadness. It's so much darkness. And everybody can't come to a comedy club. And everybody's not going to understand my jokes. Yeah. But people understand music. They get with it. Even if they speak English or not, they love music. Mm-hmm. And for me to be able to do something with you is, like, so huge. So it's such so exciting for me. And, like, and then all the different artists that I got involved, like Lil Wayne, Snoop, uh, Five Year Foreign, Lil Jon, yes. you know, like, these, these are, like, mega stars and I'm really excited about being able to like work with all of them. It's like dream come true for me.
4: I'm so excited. Yeah. I love the song we did together. It was, it's so fun. It it's like it addictive. Like, you can't get it out of your mind. I couldn't let it sleep for the first couple of weeks after I recorded it. <laughs> I kept singing it in my mind. It was like in my head every second. I was like, oh my God, like it's <laughs> all I'm thinking about.
3: Yeah, that's what I want. Like, But that's how you know it's a good song and it brings some sort of joy and it mm-hmm. made you feel something. Like if you can't forget it, it made you feel something. And I think that's really important to make people feel more than just hurt or pain which it seems like the world is trying to keep projecting like let's make people feel some joy and i don't have to make you feel it it's just gonna like kind of ooze in there like a little earworm, and then next thing you know it's it's on your heart and you're like like feeling it so that's that's what i want yeah and then i'm opening a grocery store doing that okay like and that with is, your
4: fruits and vegetables with some of my fruits and veggies
3: and honeys and things plums and plums and whatnots some colored greens and things but um really i've been like reaching out to different farmers i've been so here's my thing you know i'm jewish and i've been going to the jewish grocery store for a long time and i noticed like yeah okay the jewish grocery store cool and then I'm at the Korean grocery store. I'm at the Japanese grocery store. I'm at the Indian grocery store. I'm at the Mexican grocery store. But there's no black grocery store. There's no African American grocery store. There's no like African grocery store. You got like African mini marts that you can get certain herbs and spices from if it's imported, if they can get a hold of it. And it's like, um, there, should be a, there should be a black grocery store. I mean, maybe there's some down south somewhere that I don't know about, but there is none in Los Angeles that I know of. So I'd like to open one, but it's not just your typical grocery store. It's going to have an Erewhon feel to it. Uh, and it's going to have local growers, local farmers, but also farmers that are part of the diaspora. And then Food, I want the food to be really good quality and really good and affordable, so we make it like a co-op, make mm-hmm. portions of the store a co-op so then it's a community-based store and there'll be a class there and not just no regular classroom. That classroom will have financial literacy classes, cooking classes, life skill classes um, and where I want to open the store is like right next to the Kaiser Permanente, so maybe we can do some medical screenings and health screenings. Like I want a place where people can come and it feels like you're part of the community and it feels like a place you can go where you can learn something, where you can heal, where you can get some education. Like I'm talking to kids about like I, I go to all these different group homes and stuff and I talk to the kids and mentor and all this. And they're talking to me like, I'll never be able to buy a house. I'm like, what? Your credit score is excellent right now. You'll definitely be able to buy a house, get you a job. You got to do this, save this kind of money. If you take 10 cents from every dollar you make and you put that to the side and then you get the right kind of account that can grow, you like make your money grow, you want to get interest. And there's these type of accounts and these. They're like, nobody's ever shown me none of this stuff. And I was like, I know. I read a book like five years ago and learned about it. And I would watch like different, like, you know, money channel stuff like cause I always figured I'm gonna have money one day. I need to learn how to make it grow. And mm-hmm. I learned so much more. Yeah. And I want them to learn because that's our future. And that's like generational wealth. And and that probably for me, anyways, I felt like once I learned how food and money worked, mm-hmm. I became a more happier and productive human being. My family became more happier and productive. And I see my community becoming more happier and productive. And if I can make sure at least 75% of the people in my community are feeling that, um, are getting that information. Crime would drop. Yeah. Be less need for police trying to pull guns out. They could actually have conversations. And really the food I think really affects mental health in a lot of ways too. It definitely affects my mood. Yeah. I can I can guarantee you that if I eat too much sugar, I'm not nice. Yeah. <laughs> so like finding that balance and teaching people how their body works. I think it's super important. And You know, school, they say, like I was asking these, during pandemic, I gathered 90 principals together and asked them, why did they take home economics out of school? Because it's like, I know so many women that don't know how to cook a meal. And I'm just like, why don't you know how to cook? You got kids, you need to know how to cook at least three basic meals. Because what if you don't have time to get to the store? What if all the stores are shut down? How are you going to feed them? What if you don't have any preservative? What if you got to go outside and just pull what's on the on the branches or whatever. Well, How you going to feed them? Yeah. And they're like, girl, we ain't going to drink water and soda. They going to like, no, you got to know how to make at least three basic meals. Boil an egg, you know, scramble an egg, and then maybe make some, uh, egg, egg full young soup. I don't know. yeah, but, <laughs> Some egg drop soup. I don't know, but you got to know how to make some basic stuff. So, um, I think it's important. I think every human being should know how to make three basic meals. I just think that's important. And if you are struggling with money, which I know you don't know what that feels like all the time. I know maybe maybe once in a while you don't had that experience, but honey, money struggles yeah. makes you think, oh, am I gonna be able to eat? Am I gonna be able to have a roof over my head? How am I gonna live? Like, and that causes mental angst, and then that causes crime. Yeah, you know, because mothers will be stressing out, and the kids will be seeing that, and the kids will be like, I'll get you some money, mama. I'll get you some. Like, and next thing you know, your baby in jail. Now you got to put the house up. To get the bail them out, then you lose the house. Vicious it's, a, it's a horrible cycle. Mm-hmm. So just trying to figure out how to break that cycle. That's all I'm trying to do.
4: That's so cool that you just yeah, and I'm care raising. about others so much. I do. You know why? Because nobody else cares. <laughs> nobody You've cares. taken care of people your whole life since you were a little I know, baby. and it, it it's what makes me feel good. Right. Like,
3: oh well, Uh it's people out here that hate my guts that Feel like you wasting your time. I don't know why you trying to help these people. They don't give a about you. Why would you do that? And it's not about, it's not always about the them or the act of. It's about what makes me feel good. And and I do it for God too. Like if God put it in my heart, if this is in my heart to do this thing, I feel like God put that in my heart. And it's like, it bothers me if I don't do yeah. what's right. It bothers me. So I gotta do it. If nobody likes it and nobody cares, I don't I don't care. I'm gonna make the money and I'm gonna build it and people gonna come.
4: Yes. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Do you wanna invest in a grocery store? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it.
3: We could just buy a farm together. We could put, we could buy one little farm together. If Bill Gates can buy a farm, you and I could buy a farm, and we could grow some good foods. I already got a farm in Africa growing fruit trees. You do? Yeah, I got a farm in Africa growing fruit trees, and we dehydrating the fruit, and I'm package it up, and we call it the God's candy. That's so cute. Because mm, that is God's candy, the fruit. You know,
4: it's God sweet. So, we love you, God. Invite,
3: we do love you, God. I do it for you, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it when you do that.
0: La, la, la. <laughs> la, 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 you
3: Gotta hit your high pitch. La, um, la,
0: la, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: What is that? It's it's a battle cry. God loves it. It's, a, it's so, so. I learned it from my mom. My mom learned it from my dad. And in Eritrea, when, Eritrea is where my dad is from, the east side of Africa. When a family member comes home or when there's a celebration or when you're excited about something, you do that. And when you about to go to war and you about to charge, you do that too. Yeah, I feel
4: like I've like, heard that in a movie.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, you definitely heard it in a movie, girl. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, especially if some African stuff going on. Oh yeah, you heard that. You heard that. <laughs> You're like, oh shoot. You better get to running. Run
5: to the family or run to the war. Yes. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher.
1: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: You do so many things in your life. You have so much happening all at once. How do you unwind and relax? Ah, well, the way I unwind and relax.
3: (laughs) There's several different ways. Um, My favorite way is to play music and dance, Mm -hmm. and dance till I'm tired, and then just turn on some cartoons, light a joint, and then I love cartoons too. Uh, Or 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 uh, what I've been doing lately over the last few months is I've been. Just turning on, like, my favorite cartoon, like, She-Ra and Thundercats. Like, I love Thundercats. Yes.
4: yes. She-Ra
3: is an icon. she is an icon. I love She-Ra. I found some old Rainbow Bright. What happened to Rainbow
4: Bright? I love her. She's Bright. OG. Yeah, Rainbow Bright is yeah. OG. <laughs> They need and, to remake that as a movie Yes, yeah. And
3: I'm like, love why? Like, we, could make, we could do it.
4: That's a good idea.
3: We could do it. And what the kids of color, like it was all these, the, the the color kids, I think they were called. Maybe that's probably why, because it was called Color Kids.
4: Uh, well, but she had a group. She
3: had a little posse. She Anyways, did. we got to figure that out. It was the 80s. Oh, I love it's a different time. No one
4: talks about her anymore.
3: Anyway. Nobody talks. They took, you know, the rainbow got took. And then nobody talked about Rainbow Bright, who oh. made the rainbow popular rainbow bright i love her i love her her outfits were like space age yes
4: so cute color i was her for halloween a couple years ago and shira
3: you shira too Mm -hmm. i love shira man by the power of grace go like just i just love those and gem yes Yes. (laughs) i just love those cartoons that had like female leaders Mm -hmm. um and just like women doing stuff and like fighting for what's right Mm -hmm. um so i watched those cartoons um, but that's pretty much how I why I go for long walks mm-hmm. uh, and I said dancing yeah dancing or I'll just like call my friends and be like hey can, what are you doing like let's uh, oh you wanted that birth- can I go with you to the birthday party can I hang out with you and just hang out with my friends and like we don't talk about work we just laugh and have a good time and you know that that's what we do so, so yeah. fun
4: that was so fun the other night at Selena's birthday yeah
3: did you see? I danced all night. I know. I danced till my feet hurt. And then I was like, <sighs> <laughs> like down. And I wanted to dance more, but I was tired. By it was then. so fun. It was such a good time. Yeah. So good. It was a little cold. That might be also why I kept dancing.
4: Yeah. Malibu is so cold. And, and
3: yeah. And then two Vodka's, that'll keep you, that'll keep you going.
4: Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Yeah. Diplo was DJing. Was Diplo good. was
3: DJing. Diplo played my song.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yes. That was a good time.
4: You're a successful comedian and actress, but more importantly, you're an advocate for foster care youth with your foundation, the She Ready Foundation. What are the main problems with the foster care system?
3: There's so many problems with the foster care system, but I would say to me, one of the main issues is. <sighs> so many issues. There's a lot of mentally ill foster parents that probably shouldn't be foster parents there's also the the social workers that don't really pay attention they're not really paying attention or they're not listening to the kids or they think the kids are liars and if a kid is lying to you first of all there's a reason for that there's a reason they're lying um and you need to dig into the why the why of that um because kids aren't like kids will lie because they feel like they're going to either hurt somebody's feelings or they feel like they're in danger. So remove them from the danger and find out what's really going on. Um, also, I think the moving them around so much into different, so many different households is an issue because kids need a foundation. They need to feel safe. Um, if they're moving around all the time with their actual family, that's one thing. Because they still have their family, they have that foundation, but you take them away from what they've known their whole life and then you keep moving them from here to here to here. And even if their whole life all they've known is, oh, every five or six months or once a year I move into a new person's household, you need to be giving them some kind of like life skills or motivation to know that they're okay, it's not their fault. A lot of times as a kid, you feel like it's your fault, like something is wrong with you yeah. that they're moving you around. It it, it took me until I, I was like 21 to realize they wasn't moving me around because there was something wrong with me. They was moving me around, around because it might have been something going on in that household that I didn't know about. There might have been, they're, they're short and I'm too old to be in that house at that point and I need to be in a different house. Like uh, Just better communication with the children, communicating with them better, also, better transitioning out of the out of foster care s- system. Um, when I came out, I was homeless right away. Um, that was hard. That was really hard on me. And and although I had family here in LA, they weren't that close to me. And my grandma's like, "Look, you're grown. Like, uh, now granted, I was supposed to go to NYU, but I didn't know how I was gonna pay for that. Yeah. Who? How do you like? You tell? I didn't even understand." comprehend you know thousands of dollars i was barely making a few hundred dollars Mm -hmm. you know uh uh, two thousand dollars that's whoa and when they send me to think it's gonna be forty thousand a semester that's not including the books that's not including housing that's not including food just forty thousand like how do i really need to be educated that bad i don't Mm -hmm. need that kind of i don't Where am i gonna i'm gonna have to sleep with men to to learn I'm cool on that because that's the only way I could think to get that kind of money. Like, how could you get that kind of money? We didn't. This was the 1900s. Y'all, we didn't have the Internet like that. Mm-hmm. So to have better programs, which I think they are doing like in California, if you're which I love that California did. And I commend everyone who voted on this. But in the state of California now, if you're a foster youth, you can go to a UC college for free. You can go to UC University for free. The, the, the curriculum, that's free. I think that's so dope. Yeah. Because these kids, the, these foster kids be smart. They know how to be around all kinds of different people. I try to hire people that come from the foster care system, that come from the, the YA, you know, that come from juvenile detention centers and stuff. Because they got something to prove, and they're going to want to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are the most resourceful, figure-it-out person And this business can be vicious. It can be vicious, but it's nowhere near as vicious as that system. So they usually are able to handle it. Some of them are sensitive, but that's when you put them in the sensitive department. You put them in, you know, put them in department for sensitive Mm -hmm. stuff.
4: (laughs) HR. Yes. (laughs) What's the best way for people to help kids in the foster care system?
3: I think the best way for people to help is to find an organization that you love, to find an organization that that you think is really doing the best that they can and, and check them out. You can, you can ask a lot of questions. You can check, you can do the research, see where they're putting money, see where they're doing things. Check and see and volunteer. If you don't want to put money there, volunteer. Volunteering your time is the best thing you could ever give, I think, in any situation. Your time is so valuable and for a child to see that you showed up for them, to see that you care. Every mentor I had as a kid that showed up to like take us to this thing or take us. To, I remember every single one of their names. If I come across them, I I love them. I love every single one of them. They taught me something. I mean, I remember this guy. His name was Courtney. And he had a nose ring here, like a, one of the rings. He had earrings. He was this big black man. And I thought he was a genie. I said, like, are you a genie? You a gangster genie. You a gangster genie. And he'd be like, no, I'm not no genie, Tiffany. And he would like, show me like how to grow. Like he showed me the proper way to grocery shop, like the proper way to buy like pots and pans for your house and the proper way to cut out coupons. And this is a man showing me this. Right. I'm like night. I was. 19 years old, and this wrong man is showing me how to properly shop, right? It was huge for me. I didn't know if he was gay or straight, and I didn't care. <laughs> All I cared about is this big gangbanger pirate-looking man <laughs> cared enough about me to show me how to take care of myself, right? And I would tell him, he would be like, let me show you how to properly grocery shop. I'm like, I know how to grocery shop. You ain't got show- to shop for my sister, brother. I shop for my girl. I know how to grocery shop. You ain't got to show me how to grocery shop. And then he was like, okay, you do your basket, I'm gonna do my basket, let's see. And so we grocery shopping and everything. Man, my groceries was so damn expensive and he got the same kind of stuff I got and his was so cheap. I was like, how'd you get yours so cheap? How'd y'all do that? Like, how'd you get this? And then he, sh- he showed me how to do it though. Like now I could feed 30 people for $45. Wow. Now it's gonna be spaghetti, <laughs> but it's gonna be the best damn spaghetti you ever had and you'll be able to get seconds. Because he showed me how to do it.
4: You have to show me.
3: I will, I will show
4: you. <laughs> I will teach you, girl. I got you. That's a whole nother show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking on a budget. I had so much fun DJing at your first adult prom She Ready Foundation party. That was so cool. Because I remember me and you talking about it at Cade's birthday. And then to see, like, a year later, you put together this incredible night. Like, everybody was so grateful. I spoke to so many of the foster children there, so many of the people who work at the foundation. Everyone was so just grateful and so happy, and it was just so much fun. First of all, Paris, that whole thing happened
3: because of you. All of that happened. Like, when I think about it, it makes me a little emotional because um, that's when you started opening up to me and telling me about your history, and I was like— Girl, you was just like me. Like you, was in a, like you in a system. It's a different system, but it's a system. And I wanted to make that happen. You said you had never been to prom. And I'm like, what? And, and you and like 17 other people that I know that are famous, substantially doing well. People never been to prom. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what do you mean you never been? He was like, yeah, I just never been. I didn't have it. And I couldn't go. And I just, I've never been. I'm like, what? Mind blown. So I'm like, okay, we're going to have an adult prom. I'm going to invite everybody. I don't care if we make a billion dollars or no dollars. And you were like, you should charge $10,000 a ticket. I was like, what? That's crazy. That's too much money. <laughs> She's like, no, Tiffany, trust me. It's not that much money. And then I started going to fundraisers after that. I was like, oh, it's not that much money. People was- <laughs> we'll pay crazy money to be at these things. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. But we charged a fair price, I think, Uh, even though it wasn't the $10,000, like you said, but maybe in a couple of years, we'll charge that. But (laughs) (laughs) I wanted it to be the perfect prom setting because I wanted you to have a great experience. And at first, I didn't even want you to DJ. And everybody's like, you should ask her. And I was like, I just want her to come and have fun. I want her to come to this prom with her husband. And I want her to have fun. I want her to have that prom experience. And they're like... Ask her to DJ, though. I bet you she would love to DJ. And I was like, damn it, I don't want to ask her to do that. I want her to just come have fun. And we changed the date. I asked you. I went ahead and asked you. You said, yeah. And then you were like, but I'm not available that day. And I was like, all right, bet. And we changed the date and everything. That was for you. you. It was for you. But the kids were so happy. Mm -hmm. Everyone was, so, it was so much joy in the room yeah. and we raised so much money and we were able to give scholarships to like five kids, get them in college, get them situated and like we were able to do so many cool things. Yeah. And thank you, Paris, of course. Paris, thank you. And that was because you, you were willing to share. That's because you were willing to share. You changed the lives and we're gonna do it again. Yes. I'm gonna do it again. We're gonna do I it. can't wait. We gotta figure out the theme. I'm thinking 80s prime this oh, time.
4: Oh yeah. So 80s prime. We can
3: throw it back. And
4: mm-hmm. like, yeah,
3: and it'll be even bigger and better. And we'll charge five thousand this time. Okay. No, yes. ten thousand, like you said. I don't know. That bothers my spirit to charge that much money to have a good time. But it's a good
4: cause. It is a good cause. Mm -hmm. It is a good cause. We make it worth the night because it's so fun. You did such a good job, too. Everybody was like,
3: yo, she's a really good DJ. Who knew Paris Hilton was (laughs) such a good DJ? I was like, I knew. I knew, but I really wanted <laughs> her to dance and have a good time. And I, that's why I kept saying, you having a good time? Are you having fun? You were like, yeah, that's good. it. And then it Snoop great. came out
4: and was performing. <laughs> we were like his backup dancers. Yes,
3: <laughs> it was so much fun.
4: So fun. It was like the perfect
3: night. It was a perfect night. I didn't get laid that night, though. That's prom <laughs> you're supposed to get laid, I think. But that's cool. It's panned out to be like all my other proms.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> next year
3: next year I'm getting laid
4: mm-hmm. did you get laid no I was so tired. <laughs> too tired I went out with my husband obviously but I was so tired after that it was such yeah. a long day and we were just jumping and dancing for like five hours yeah we were it was so much fun
3: yeah they year we both gonna get laid next year perfect <laughs> I don't know how well y'all know how you gonna do it I don't know how I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna figure it out I'll find you someone nice yeah what's
4: up with your brother-in-law let me look into that. He's single, I think, now.
3: Okay. So I'm All
4: right. I'm then a... we could be
3: sisters. Yes. Oh my god, that'll be so cool. <laughs> Is he smart? Very. Good. That's what I need. Runs in the family. They're good. Very yeah, yeah. I like intelligent men. I cannot be with no dumb man. Yeah. It's something about a dumb man. It's just like, well they good around the house, I guess. But I not know. good for conversation and I don't learn
4: nothing except exactly. that I'm smart. So much fun again. Yes,
3: super fun.
4: (laughs) I can't wait to meet your brother-in-law. Yeah. So we'll be (laughs) hooking that up. (laughs) And then I can't wait for the next episode. The future episode. See you guys. See you then. (laughs) Peace. Thanks for listening to I Am Paris. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at I Am Paris Podcast. Email us at paris at iheartradio.com. Be hot and subscribe now. Loves it.